All right, welcome back to the latest edition of our OmniTalk Spotlight series, where we highlight companies and individuals who we believe are changing the way retail is going to work in the future. And today we are thrilled because we are actually joined in studio by a close friend of ours and friend of OmniTalk, and it's a company that we have been hot on for quite a while. It's actually a local company too, so it's near and dear to our heart, and that company is Sezzle. And so we are joined today by the Chief Revenue Officer of Sezzle, Mr. Paul Paradis. So Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great Absolutely. to join you. Yeah, we're excited. Me too. Cool. So let's get right to it. So Sezzle, yeah. it's kind of got a, it's got a little bit of an interesting name. It's kind of quirky. Yeah. What what the heck is it? <laughs> So it's a combination of cell and sizzle. Um, mm. It had a relatively cheap URL. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nice. A relatively like a true cheap entrepreneur. We're <laughs> pragmatic, okay. you know, at yeah. sizzle. Um, it has. It's kind of catchy. It has a pretty high recall value. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot around it. The closest other company is Zazzle, which is this personalized jewelry company. Okay. Um, so it kind of stuck yeah, out. Okay. It was kind of fun. <laughs> okay. You know, we thought it could also be used as a verb, like sezzle it. Okay. Um, so there's a, a few reasons why we we chose it. But as a payments company, you know, sell, sizzle, yeah. Awesome. Okay, yeah. so that's that's the origin of the name. And it's yeah. not, not the first rodeo either from an entrepreneurship perspective for you guys and the company, right? Well, for, for me, it is personally. Our mm-hmm. CEO, Charlie, and I went to business school together here okay. at the University of Minnesota. And then he ended up starting a company – after graduating from Carlson called Passport, mm-hmm. which is a payments company in the transportation space. So mm-hmm. they they work with cities and parking operators to build mobile apps for um, paying for parking and bus fares and things like that. So they're they're in St. Paul, not Minneapolis. Of course, they're doing two different things. Yeah, like totally. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the cities always do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Chicago, Boston. Right. So he started that company after grad school. We stayed uh, in touch. He ended up moving down to Charlotte. And then left uh, Passport, I think, late 2015, called me up, wanting to start a new payments company. Okay. And I had taken the more traditional post-MBA management consulting route. Oh, really? Um, and so, you know, I, I have a sales and marketing background. He has a tech background. Okay. So he's like, let's, you know, marry up and start this company together. And, and there you did. And we did. And so, so what is Sezzle then? At its root, what is it? So Sezzle is an alternative payment method okay. that helps consumers budget purchases over time with interest-free installment plans. So when we first started the company, we actually started with a completely different payment solution in mind, but it was to try and tackle the same um, new state of commerce, which is that if you look at young consumers today, they're not using credit cards anymore Mm -hmm. at at nearly the rate previous generations did. So I think there's about a 23% drop-off in adoption from Gen X to millennials at the same stage in their lives mm-hmm. around credit card adoption. So we thought initially that that was a preference. You know, there was a lot of news that came out kind of post-recession around, um, you know, millennials fearing debt and growing mm-hmm. up during this mm-hmm. terrible economic crisis. And I think that is still a part of the equation is this preference for not getting into credit card debt or, or being concerned about it, Right. So we rolled out a more of a debit digital debit payment payment platform. Think of like Venmo for okay. e-commerce. Right. Okay, sure. Where I could pay a merchant directly from my bank account. And it was twofold. It was, you know, to fit with that debit preference that we thought was there, mm-hmm. but also to cut the cost of processing for merchants because there's this mm. constant war being waged mm-hmm. 
between retailers and banks right. Right, over the cost of processing. Right. right, absolutely. And in the U.S., it's unregulated. So we have like the highest processing fees in the world by far mm. because our government hasn't regulated processing. Mm. Um, so we brought a payment solution that encouraged consumers to pay directly from their bank account. Okay. We bypassed the credit card networks and um, you know, we, we incentivize users through cashback rewards. Didn't work. <laughs> so, <laughs> so typical of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Right. This is yeah. great. That's exactly it's right. It's doing a exactly. lot. That's so what'd you do next? Yeah. So we took a step back and we saw a lot of activity in this alternative financing space. Um, you know, there was like the grandfather was Bill Me Later, which was bought by PayPal. It's now PayPal Credit. Mm. Um, you, in, if you go to, down to Latin America, installment plans are huge. Like Mexico, uh, Brazil. If you go to a Walmart, this is what I've been told. If you go to a Walmart in Mexico, they will show the installment price on wow. the shelves really? instead of the actual product price. Now we're starting to talk my language. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've written about this before as, as Omnitox. We've talked about this a lot. So, okay, so yeah, keep yeah. going. So we saw that um, trend, right, around financing. And then when we dug more into why the shift from credit to debit was happening, mm-hmm. We uncovered more that showed us it was actually a lack of access to credit. Mm. So you have the Card Act of 09, which was meant to curb predatory lending to right. young consumers. Right. It, it, so when we went to college, probably you go to campus yeah, and there's everywhere. tables, yeah. you know, with Spring credit break. cards, yeah, yeah. Right. your t-shirts, right? right? <laughs> So right. that's illegal now. Can't do that anymore. That's um, good. It's good, right? <laughs> it's good. Uh, they pushed the legal age of getting a card from 18 to 21 okay. without a parent co-signer, without proving, I think, full-time uh, employment. Okay. And it also, um, yeah, you can't give away free stuff. You can't market on college campuses. So that delayed the onset of credit. You also have tightened credit standards, post-recession from the banks. They're just declining more declining more people. Mm-hmm. Um you have record amounts of student debt. Right. I so mean, they don't want to just get carry more debt, too. Right? Yeah, right. So, um, and, and if you looked at the alternative solutions here in the U.S. market, they were servicing more of that high-end purchase, like a $1,000 mattress, like mm-hmm. Casper, mm-hmm. or a $3,000 Peloton exercise bike. Sure. Those might even be more expensive mm-hmm. than that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nobody was addressing the kind of everyday just purchase everyday. Right. that... Most adults make with a credit card, but this 35 and, and under group don't have a credit card. So, you know, how are they going to make these purchases that, that they want and need? And so our thought was let's roll out an alternative solution that gave them that that purchasing power that a credit card does without posing the same barriers to entry and the same pitfalls once you're mm. using it, right? So from a barrier to entry standpoint, we're going to offer you like instant point of sale installment plans at a checkout, right? So a merchant adds us to their checkout. Mm-hmm. You'll see Sezzle alongside PayPal or credit card or whatever else okay. they offer. And we've built our own proprietary underwriting model that uses both traditional credit data as well as alternative data so that we can understand a young person's ability to repay us even if they don't have a credit score, right? Mm-hmm. So like 30, th- I think like 33% of our users don't even have a credit score. But okay. we can still know through the data that we collect that they're likely to repay us. And, and it's completely interest-free. So we give them that ability to spread it over time. Wait, so you said it's completely interest-free. Right. right. So you're not a financing plan like many of the other options that are out there. Yes and no. Okay. So I think like legally we are still considered a credit product okay. for certain parts of the Truth in Lending Act. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of in this gray area. Okay. Um, 
But we are unlike most traditional or, or even alternative financing solutions in that we really are shifting the cost of financing from the consumer to the merchant mm-hmm. for the most part. Now, mm-hmm. we do have you know, nominal penalty fees. Mm-hmm. Um, if a consumer doesn't have the installment amount when we try and collect it, if we get a bank or card failure. Okay. Um, but it's really meant just to prevent abuse of, of, of their behavior, Got right? It. Abusive behavior toward us. So, like, we allow one reschedule for free if they need to push it out two weeks. Oh, wow. If they get back to us within 48 hours of having a delinquent payment and pay us back with a new account or something, mm-hmm. we'll forgive the del- delinquent fee. Wow. So we really try and make this an extremely consumer-friendly product. We don't want to make money on the consumer being predatory like your traditional banks and right. providers have. And as a consumer, you're getting the product right away. Exactly. Too. So I think that that's the difference that, right. you know, these, I think I would say most of the payment options are giving today's consumer versus like the layaway plans of the past where it was right. like, come in, visit your scooter, pay five more dollars. Yeah. Like we, we knew growing up, I think yeah. um, this, this gets you the product now, um, which you're ultimately best serving the consumer in doing so. so. Right. We, we call it reverse layaway sometimes. Yeah. That's kind of language that mm-hmm. um, retailers can connect with is using that layaway term that they right. know. You always got to speak in the old terms. I know. <laughs> stuff, right? Right, right. It's like, this yeah. means this, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's well, mm-hmm. that's got to be fat. Like, that's got to be good. Like, if, you know, you stretch your budget or if you're living paycheck to paycheck, that's yeah. got to be pretty important. I got to think even, is like, do you even see, act- like, what happens around the holidays now in terms of the activity you see and, and how you guys think about, you know, spacing out payments for customers? Yeah, so... Um, you know, we have just only preliminary data back from Black Friday and Cyber Monday since it happened so recently. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like an overall percentage of transactions that we processed at our merchant partners, it was about the same as normal. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought there might be a spike um, because people want to take advantage of sales mm-hmm. and buy more stuff, right? Um, but, it, you know, obviously... Black Friday and Cyber Monday are huge for everybody. So it was right. a massive spike for right. us uh, in terms of the, the volume that we processed. Um, I think we processed, you know, um, well over $2 million in just that weekend uh, in, in payment volume. Um, so, and then we also are testing, wow. you know, different repayment plans. We have a, a consistent repayment plan of four payments over six weeks. We okay. want it to be That's this consistent works, user experience. Okay. But we thought, why don't we try something fun and so with a new merchant that we launched with this month called Toby, they're a fast fashion retailer oh, sure. in, in L.A. area. Okay. We launched a buy now, pay in 2019 option, which is basically you pay your first installment at the time of purchase, mm-hmm. and then we delay all future installments till after the holidays just to help you buy those gifts that you want to buy your family or friends or right. whatever, right? To stretch your dollar a little bit more. Well, Wow. And and that, we, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we actually, you know, in our, if, if you look at repayment yeah. of credit, January is like the first or second best month for repayment. It's like that and I think April because of tax mm-hmm. funds, right? Mm-hmm. So our thought is, you know, not only could it encourage people and, and help them buy more, but it'll potentially help our repayment rate as well because mm-hmm. we're giving them that extra time to get the funds to, to pay off this installment plan. Yeah, yeah my yeah. mind goes crazy with this. Like, I start thinking of all the gift cards, and I don't who knows where this, you know, at what point if this could even come into it, but all, where all the gift card activity, so you could, like, buy stuff on installment plans on the gift right. cards you're going to get from your family to then right. pay later, right? Like, there, there's all those kinds of, like, things where you could see where the future might go, which, yeah. is, which is helpful to people, so. 
And gift cards are interesting. I right? bet. Yeah, like, no, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't want to throw us off, but yeah, no. Right. You can see it. You can kind of see the There's future. a lot of fraud with gift yeah, cards. Exactly. You got to be careful. Yeah. But I mean, I, yeah. I love the idea. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I hope someday we can get to a point where gift cards are um, strong enough of a <laughs> secure payment method <laughs> right. that we can do that. Because that could really stretch it out. That'd be you, nice. Yeah, especially those become more electronic in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Right. So you mentioned, you know, you're not in the in the high ticket item category. It's not the Peloton bikes, the Casper mattresses. Right. You're most of your merchants that you're working with right now are fashion merchants, but you're yeah. you're going towards other categories. Tell us a little bit about like what's a typical basket size if you can say yeah. for some of these transactions cuz that was yeah. that was the thing that really surprised me when we started to see like H&M and some of these other big companies adopting payment plans. At mm -hmm. first I thought like this is crazy. Who needs to finance a $14 t-shirt from H&M? But then as you start to think about some of these buying patterns, you know that that $14 t-shirt is part of a $200 a month clothing budget maybe for right. one of the uh, millennials. Tell us about who who you're working with and I think what um, types of baskets and, and things are in there. Yeah. So when we think about what kind of merchants would see a lot of success with our product, we first go to our end user, which are pr predominantly 35 and younger. About 80% of our users are 35 and younger. Okay. Um, and then given that our payment platform is this consistent four payments over six weeks, eight weeks if you choose to reschedule for free. Okay. Um, if you get a purchase too large, it gets hard for most young people to pay that large of a purchase back in only six to eight weeks, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what we're focused on is that, again, that kind of everyday purchase that um, most adults would make with a credit card, but these young people just don't have one. And so, um, and also areas of, of high frequency purchase, right? Mm -hmm. So clothing and, and apparel and fashion is definitely a big one. Uh, beauty, health, cosmetics, mm -hmm. um, sporting goods. Um, we want to get more into concert and event ticketing because mm -hmm. you know, cool. experiential yeah. purchases are so mm -hmm. big with, with young consumers yeah, right. and they're often expensive. Mm -hmm. Travel and hospitality. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's a lot of areas that you can go. Fashion apparel fits perfectly out of the gate because it fits that kind of basket size of 50 to $1,000 that we really do well in. It's a high-frequency purchase mm -hmm. with young consumers. They buy a lot of clothes. Um, and it's also a high-margin product, right? So, like, uh, there's some conversations where, let's say, um, an electronics retailer, sometimes electronics distributor might have razor-thin margins right. where, you know, being able to afford a little bit higher payment fee mm -hmm. to um, allow these consumers to finance might not be doable, right. Yeah. right, or as doable. Right. So that's another factor that 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 plays in when we look at what merchants we need to work with. So then, what's the what's the real selling point for the retailer? Then is it just are you increasing their conversion? Are you increasing their basket size? Like ultimately, how it's do, how all do you the see above. That? I is mean, it, okay. it's it's pretty astounding to see how big of an impact this solution has. You know, we we hired we hired a um, one of the founding team members of Digital River, mm -hmm. which is an old oh, right. e-commerce sure. mm -hmm. um, company here in Minneapolis. Um, and you know, within a couple months, he was just floored at the data he was seeing uh, in terms of the the AOV, the basket size lift, mm -hmm. the the amount that we're processing, the frequency of purchase. So, you know, when we talk about uh, customer lifetime value mm -hmm. to these merchants, you talk about uh, recency, monetization, and frequency, right? And we we help with all of them because um, we're processing, you know. 
10 plus percent of their order volume. And if you dig into who these consumers are and you look at survey data that we collect, about 85% of them wouldn't have made the purchase without Sezzle. Wow. So, wow. so you can say that, you know, we're impacting conversion by this much. Right. And then you look at our basket sizes, they're about on average 20% larger than their average basket than size the than what they typically see. And then if you look at our purchase frequency, uh, they're purchasing with Sezzle about 40% more often than with other payment methods mm. at our stores. So we're hitting on all these uh, hot buttons for, for retailers. So it's pretty easy. You know, w- once we're installed, you see results almost immediately. Right. And um, we'll often, you know, give mer- give merchants trial periods. It's like, just see how it does. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I'm confident. Eat what you cook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Well, all right. It's. I think it's time. I think we. Oh no! Actually, how can I forget? We. I got to ask the one question that I almost <laughs> forgot. God, I don't know how. You guys had a big announcement recently. Yeah. So a hundred million dollars. Yep. Talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, for the past year plus, we launched this solution in August of last year. Okay. So it's been about fifteen months yeah. that we've been live. Wow. Right. Unbelievable. And in that little over a year, you know, we've built this. Um, you know, solution that's amazing for SMB merchants, right? We're we're onboarding literally 20 to 30 um, small retailers, e-commerce retailers a day. Okay. And we've built this process that makes it really easy for them to sign up and get onboarded very quickly, right? And so we're now working with probably close to 3,000 uh, e-commerce retailers. Um, but we have to finance these installment plans, right? right? Which takes a lot of money. And when you're a startup company, you want to be able to use your equity capital that you've raised mm-hmm. for operational growth, mm-hmm. right? Hiring people, um, hiring more engineers to make the product better, mm-hmm. hiring more salespeople mm-hmm. to talk to customers, right? So um, in order to start That's moving really up here and work with you know, your merchants that everyone knows about, right? right? Your Targets, your Nordstroms, your Best Buys, you know, um, we needed to raise a large amount of debt capital to finance these installment plans. And so that's that's what that was for, so that we can sense. go into a merchant, a large merchant, and they have confidence that we'll be able to support their business. That's fantastic. It's yeah. really exciting, Paul. The yeah. big things ahead for you guys with yeah. that, it sounds like. Yeah, we're pretty pumped. Yeah, anytime yeah. you see $100 million <laughs> in a press release, as I did a couple of weeks ago, I get all the press releases from retail, and I was like, oh, yeah, here yeah, we go. Because right. you know, we've, we've known you guys for some time and have been yeah. following you close, and that that's really cool. So congratulations on yeah, that. Thanks. It seems a really smart way to think about it too. So, so part of the reason I was getting ahead of myself is we are now going to turn to how millennial are you. So are you ready for this? <laughs> this is actually really good because my we talk about this a lot at our yeah. office. Like who's millennial, who's yeah. not. Yeah. There's kind of this yeah right. And you have the sizzle cap on. This right. is great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I'm like. I think technically, if you look at like the cutoff, I'm like right in the edge. So okay. people like to give me crap about. Okay, good. Well, I'm, you might yeah. get some more. <laughs> you so. might. It's possible. Good. good. And based on some feedback that we got from our audience, and you know who you are out there, you know Kristen, Joe, Ann's mom, even, <laughs> uh, we're gonna change up the questions a little bit today too. So you are the first one to get this set of questions. Oh, so if you've listened right. in the past, you actually could not prepare your answers. So, <laughs> so here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. Okay. This one's important for you, guy. For you, I think too. Okay. So when the option is available, are you using mobile payments or a credit card? I use a credit card in store. You're still in using store. a credit card. Okay. Why? That 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 blows my mind. Because, you know, I I tried 
the mobile wallets in the beginning. I so I'm I'm an Android guy. Oh, okay. so, so it, I, it all makes sense now. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah, so I had right. Samsung Pay. I okay. uploaded my cards. Okay. You know, and and early on the the penetration wasn't there. It, it wasn't ubiquitous, and I. I didn't really want to have to like ask the cashier if they accepted right. Samsung right. Pay, and <laughs> half the time they don't know. Yeah, right. They yeah. don't know, yeah. and um, and then on top of that, actually, you know, it's funny because the chips have made more of a case for mobile wallets because now it takes so long to check out. Right, your right, chip exactly, cards. for sure. Right, yeah. so I'll, I'll probably have to reassess. Okay. My payment, but I unfortunately I know this is a yeah. I'm pretty sure you're getting crap in the office. Yeah, for this one. This, this is, is a, not, this is not going to go in the millennial call. Right. This is, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Do you write checks sometimes? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. <laughs> Let me get my no silver checks. dollar. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're going to go a little bit of a different path here. So yeah. let's say question number two. Let's say you're invited to a wedding. Now, how are you typically thinking about the gift you're going to give, and how are you going to go about procuring that? Oh, that's a good question. Um. I guess if I think back to the recent weddings I've been to, we typically just go onto their online registry, online registry. and find something that, you know, we like and we think that's in their registry and they've picked out. Yeah. Um, in the past, I've maybe bought, you know, like a bottle of booze or something. Okay. Or, you okay. know, it, it depends. But lately, I think probably the online registry okay. is the way I go. Okay, good. Yeah. Still alive and well. Yeah. Still alive and well. That's what's still the, kicking. What's the millennial way? I, I don't know. What are you thinking? <laughs> I don't know, Paul. Uh, it's not looking good for oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> let's right. go to the next question. Next question. Let's, right. let's try to redeem him here. All right. This one's fun. This one's a fun one. I think you'll have fun All with right. this one, too, especially All around right. the office. All right. Question number three. How many food or drink purchases have you made in the last week, just approximately, via a mobile app? Lunch, dinner, coffee. In the last week? Yeah. Or on your average, zero. 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 Wow. Okay. I, I mean, I have Uber Eats. I would drop and... the mic, except it's stationary. <laughs> <laughs> I have Uber Eats. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've used apps, you know, on several occasions, but not frequently. Okay. Okay. I, I got small kids. We go home. We cook. We don't. Yeah. You know. yeah no, wow. Yeah, you said you were that's making, impressive. before the show. You said you made your own turkey. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> All right. We'll get you out of here on this. All right. If you could only use one social app. So Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is, yep. which app would it be and why? So I'm definitely a Twitter power user. Twitter power user. Yeah. Okay. For it's business or personal use? Personal. It's kind of like okay. my personal news feed, right? So sure. I, don't, I get my New York Times daily feed in the morning. Okay. And then throughout the day, if I have a few minutes just to like do anything on my phone... I'll probably just pull up Twitter okay. and just scroll through yeah. what people are talking about. And it's like tech stuff, it's news, it's sports stuff, you sure. know, the interests mm-hmm. that I have. But um, are you do you tweet yourself or are you, not that you often. just observe? I, I'm yeah, I'm more of a voyeur okay. on that on okay. that stuff. And you know, from a from a professional standpoint, we're a lot heavier on Instagram. That's probably our number one. Sure. Okay. Um, you know, they each have their own uses, um, for sure. But Instagram Seems to be the most popular with our with our user group. Yeah, I bet. Right. That makes so sense. that's where we spend the most time. Yeah. No, I've heard a lot, of, especially a lot of people I respect. Like a lot of people use Twitter that way. Like I think it's yeah. it's a it's a really great way to get your news really quickly. So. Yeah. So cool. I don't know how you did. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little worried about you for the yeah, office, yeah, but you know, it's all right. We'll see how it goes. But yeah. uh, but I gotta tell you, especially for those listening, and I, we're gonna we have have this on video as well. But this is a company you guys to pay attention to. So any of the audience that is in retail, if you're making these type types of decisions at a retail company, this is one I would pay close attention to. So I think Paul, I think the last question I would have for you. 
if they want to learn more, uh, two questions really. If they want to learn, learn more, where should they go? Yep. So they can go to our website, suzzle.com, S-E-Z-Z-L-E.com. Um, most of the information they can find is there. There's also, you know, email addresses and phone numbers on there if they want to get in direct contact with us. But that's that has a lot of information. Good. Awesome. And will you guys be out and market any of the shows this coming? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, January, February, March? Where yep. can they find you if they want to really get into a good conversation? Yeah. So we'll definitely be in attendance at NRF okay. in January. I think we're going to be attending some dinners as well. Okay. Um, we're going to have probably a bigger presence at the outdoor retailer um, show oh, in Denver great. at the end of the oh, month. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Um, great. So I think we'll be doing a, a panel discussion there and, and some other things. But, I mean, we're, we're contracted to do things at all of them. Awesome. West. So you're going to be uh, easy to find at We'll be shows. easy to find. We'll be That's at all awesome. the shows. Yep. Awesome. So like yep. I said, I, I would highly encourage people to check, stop by the booth and, and check them out for sure. So awesome. Paul, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's awesome it was having good you. Good to have you. This was yeah. a blast. Really wish you guys nothing but continued success. Thank you. You too. Yeah. And as always, for the listeners, Paul, yourself, be careful out there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>